1: With the transition of the day, Eric Hasseltine joining us and all of our guests. Come on courtesy of the Bud Light Guest Line, Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Eric Hasseltine, Philadelphia as a city, your thoughts.
0: Top 10 on the NBA tour. No question. Uh they've got a great uh a great place called Reading Terminal, which is like this enormous food court in, in one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. It's a place called Tommy DeNicks. And in fact, Adam Richmond, uh, the guy that had to retire from all the eating competitions did the best sandwich in America competition. And he said, Tommy DeNicks was the best. So I had to try it and he wasn't far off. It was really good. Wait, wait. Uh, but the rumors are not are not untrue. The people in Philadelphia it's not the city of brotherly love. It's the city of uh, brotherly fighting at the dinner, dinner table. They're not exactly uh, <laughs> warm and friendly. If you're not a Philadelphia Eagle, Philly, or Sixer fan when or you Fire fan.
1: When you go to a city, do you have a routine or do you try and try different different restaurants or different experiences when you're in that city?
0: oh, gosh, why would I try something I don't know about when I know what I like? <laughs> so, no, I have a routine. I'm a, I'm about as boring as you can get with that. We do try new things. Um, but I think what, I, what, what ends up happening more than anything, uh, like, for example, in San Francisco, being from here, I, I know... Uh, places to go and, and so kind of people on our travel party rely on, on me giving them some information on where to go where not to go which there's very few places in a restaurant type situation not to go here but I always hit up original Joe's in North Beach uh, because the owner John Dugan and his family have always taken such amazing care of us when we come in and um, then I got to hit up uh, I got to hit up the Buena Vista for an Irish coffee to tribute my father who introduced me to that once upon a time when I was on the road before he passed away and, um then after that who knows where we go but um yeah we kind of find the similar spots it's it's usually somewhere near a hotel we don't really get rental cars so it's it's as best walking distances you can get uber's obviously been a godsend for uh people like us that that travel to cities without transportation so yeah man it's uh it's one of the perks of the job it's there are times where it, it, it's not great like when your kid's playing sports and you miss games but um, being able to especially like this city be able to come back to where the area where I grew up and uh, see friends of mine from high school and college at games, it, it's, it makes the job that much better and, and it already doesn't stink because we get to watch basketball and uh, uh, make a nice salary doing it, and it's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure we're all going to jail one day for stealing.
1: Yeah, and, and I wonder if uh, there isn't some comeuppance on our own individual judgment days for how good we had it in this life, Eric. But, uh, this is, <laughs> right, exactly. I you know, I want to know
0: about that. I'm, I'm going I'm to forget about that. Till that day. Yeah,
1: and I, I try to have the same appreciation that you do. That way, when I do meet my maker, I can say, Hey, hey, Mighty Father, I didn't take it for granted. I appreciated how good I had yeah. it. And especially that's when right. it comes to this Memphis Golden State rivalry now, oh, appreciating how good we have it. And for Memphis, it's got to feel a little bit more of an edgy business trip after the way the first game happened.
0: Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I think so. Um, unfortunately, they're going to be without uh, a guy who I really think is the unsung hero of this team, and Stephen Adams, um, who got injured in the game in Phoenix. This road trip has not gone the way the Grizzlies would like. Um, they let one slip away. Or I, I don't want to say that because I think that's disrespectful to the Lakers. The Lakers took one from them with a uh, with an aggressive nature at the end of the game that kind of slowed things down by getting fouled and disrupting the Grizzlies rhythm and I, I didn't think the Grizzlies executed down the stretch as at, like they normally can but winning on the road is always hard they came out flat a couple nights later against Phoenix they played a marvelous second half but it was too little too late and then uh, ran out of gas I thought fourth quarter in Sacramento and that's a team that can help you run out of gas with as fast as they play and it does turn out, I don't know if you guys have ever told your listeners this, making only two shots in the fourth quarter really isn't a great strategy to win a basketball game. If you would mind to me, out,
1: me writing that down four, if you three. could go ahead and you know, fill time, I, I'm going to have to write that one down, Eric. I'm not big on <laughs> analytics so I'm going to skip that.
0: <laughs> two of 19 on the analytical uh, stage of winning basketball games going two for 19 should write, be ranked right at the bottom to be honest with you. So, mm. um, yeah, this one has an edginess to it. Um, the Grizzlies did not uh, did not put their best foot forward on Christmas. Part of that was because the Warriors played really well. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Poole, those guys were terrific. Uh, you know, they they had guys show up that the Grizzlies really I don't think had ever heard of, and um, that's not that's not something that should ever happen. We on the broadcast said, "Hey, these guys aren't." Wearing Warriors jerseys and in the game because they were at the you know local Walmart and hit the sale rack and said, "Hey, maybe I can get some run if I wear this jersey." They earned them and they're NBA players, and I think that's part of the maturation process for this group. They're still a young team chronologically. They've been together for a couple of years, but. You know, it didn't happen overnight for Steph Curry and company either. They had to go through some of the bumps and bruises of learning how to win in the NBA, then learning how to be the hunted, not the hunter, so to speak, where teams use you as a benchmark for a victory. And that's kind of where the Grizzlies are. They're near the top of the Western Conference standings. They had a good run last year that was ended by Golden State. Um, You know, they're quickly, as we like to say, becoming one of the more hated teams in the league which some of them thrive on that. I think sometimes maybe too much where you're trying to play into that role where, um, I love our guys to death, but sometimes I'm just kind of sitting back going, yo, if you just play, it's, it's it's a better situation than you playing up to the crowd, playing up to the reputation. But that's part of the growing up process of this league. And and I think it's funny to me when fans will be like, well, how many rings did you, do you have? Like the, the Warriors have won four. Yeah, absolutely. And they earned all of them. But Steph Curry didn't come in in his third year and win a ring. He had to take his time and, and, and grow. And that's the way this league is. You can't be a... a dominant young team without some veteran influence and, and expect high levels of success without some bumps along the way.
1: Talking with Voice of the Grizzlies Eric Hasseltine here. Eric, I'm curious your thoughts just uh, as an outsider on the Warriors. They're 23-24, 47 games in. We kind of talk on this station all the time about like where is this team at? Are they good? Are they just waiting to to, to flip a switch? What what's where where do we kind of think this team is? Where do you, how do you view the Warriors as somebody that's that's not in this market? Are they like a title contender? Are they a team still figuring it out?
0: I think anytime you have Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green, you, you have to be a, uh, considered a contender. There's no question. For whatever reason, they have not found a good rhythm on the road they have not played well on the road. I mean, I think the stretch was every game other than a, a game in Toronto. Uh, they had given up 115 points or 113 points, some ridiculously non-normal number for them. Um, but they're also defending champions and four-time champions for most of those guys out over there and uh, for a lot of them. And um, a group that, let's be honest, sometimes when veteran teams get to this point, the regular season gets a little tedious see what's happening with the clippers see what happens and the lakers is more injury um, induced but after they won that title the first year and the bubble year with the with anthony davis the next couple of years they just they look a little like all right let's just get to april and then we'll do our thing and i do think that's a dangerous game to play but if there's a group that can pull that off certainly it's golden state because when you start i i think you know not focusing in on the regular season As good as these guys are, I think you do your team a little bit of a disservice in that you don't know what your opponent's going to look like on the other side. Do you have home court advantage? Obviously, that didn't matter in the second round last year, and the reason the Warriors weren't the number two seed was injuries. The Grizzlies were very good, but the Warriors were ahead of them and then got hurt, and that's where the Grizzlies were able to overtake that, and the home court advantage was taken away in game one and never relinquished back. Uh, You know, it was a tremendous defensive play by Clay Thompson that prevented the Grizzlies from winning game one, and a lot of people say, well, if this and if that, well, those don't get you anything. Ifs don't matter, so I think this team knows what it takes to win down the stretch. Steve Kerr has just been a phenomenal head coach. Um, I, I got along great with him as a broadcaster. I thought as front office exec, he, he had some challenges that, that weren't necessarily all his doing. But um, as a coach, this guy is phenomenal. And I, I love the way their teams play. And I think a lot of teams have now, people wonder why is the scoring up. It's because teams have patterned after the way the Warriors share the basketball. Teams have patterned after having a bench that can go in and, and not miss a beat and, and players are better and your rosters are deeper. And we're seeing... Essentially, this Warriors system kind of being hybrid, you know, tweaked out with other teams. And it's great for the game because, no offense, I really don't want to watch 1990s basketball where finals were 88, 84. That's not fun. It, you know, for a guy to hold the ball and just sit there and watch, you know, people beat up on each other. I want to watch the ball move. I want to watch these guys play at a level that, you know, a a rec ball player could only dream of and think about how good these guys are. So um, I believe anybody gets these guys in the first round, uh, it's going to be a a dogfight no matter what seed they are. I think they will eventually be out of the play-in situation. I don't think they're that type of team. I think they're easily one of the six best in the West. And, you know, now that they're healthy and Steph is back and, you know, as they stay healthy moving forward, um, they're they're a tough out. I'm, this one's going to be a tough one for the Grizzlies, who right now desperately need a win after an 11-game win streak, losing the first three on this road trip.
1: An unfortunate start to the trip and uh, always a big game when these two rivals, new rivals, get together. Eric Hasseltine, thanks for joining us. Have a good call tonight. We appreciate you coming on.
0: Thank you guys for having me. always appreciate it and have a great afternoon. Looking forward to a great one tonight uh, over at Chase Center. What a great building that is, too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?